This episode of Ministry Monday is sponsored by Simply Liturgical Music. Simply Liturgical Music is the liturgical music platform that is reimagining the industry. Browse, purchase, and download brand new affordable music in minutes. Print or download as much as needed with lifetime access to all purchases. Whether it's psalms, hymns, mass settings, or other ritual music, SLM has music composed by a growing network of talented composers from all over the world. Ministry Monday listeners can receive $10 off Advent or Christmas music when using code YEAR C 2021. Again, that's YEAR C 2021. Explore our digital catalog at slmusic.org. Simply liturgical music, reimagining the industry. From NPM, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, this is episode 176 of Ministry Monday. Ministry Monday is a weekly podcast about music, ministry, and liturgy produced by the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, or NPM. What is NPM? NPM is a national association that fosters the art of musical liturgy. The members of NPM serve the Catholic Church in the United States as musicians, clergy, liturgists, and other leaders of prayer. For more information, go to npm.org forward slash join. Have a question? Email us anytime at ministrymonday at npm.org. Hello, and welcome to Ministry Monday. I am your host, Amanda Bruce. If you're new to the podcast, hello. We are so glad that you're tuning in with us. Each week, Ministry Monday offers a podcast episode for the church music minister on topics that seek to help you learn, grow, challenge, and inspire. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts each week. And hey, thanks for joining us. Today, we in the Catholic faith celebrate All Saints Day, followed by All Souls Day tomorrow. Now, I've always personally been impacted by the two celebrations being on consecutive days. It almost provides a weekend, if you will, for us pastoral musicians to sit with our communities in renewed ways. Calling upon the saints on All Saints Day seems so immense and powerful to me, it almost feels intimidating sometimes. Saints have always been this powerful presence in my Catholic faith that I can only hope to aspire to. I visualize them with these golden translucent halos that they're so often depicted with. They seem to have a holiness that I'll never reach. And then the next day, we celebrate All Souls Day, Now, All Souls Day was always a day in my parish community where we invited all of the loved ones of those who had passed away in the last year to join us for a night of community and prayer, aka the All Souls Day Mass. It always had this sense of a spiritual homecoming, if you will, as I saw the faces of so many from funerals throughout the year. They were here to find solace, 
to find comfort and to find hope in the resurrection, as we all believe. The holiness in the church always seems to envelop me each year. The celebrations of All Saints and All Souls Day bring about conversations of holiness. Holiness in those we believe to be saints in the faith, as well as the holiness we find among ourselves each day. How can we better recognize this holiness in others and in ourselves? I called Brother Louis Cantor from Lakeland, Florida, to talk about this exact thing. How wonderful. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for chatting with me today. I'm glad to chat. <laughs> I'm all about chatting today. <laughs> First off, how how you feeling these days? Hanging in there. I'm doing good. I'm going to probably have to go back into some treatment um, next, oh. starting next week. I'm not sure yet. I'm still waiting to hear what the final decision is going to be, but it's a couple little blips. So, <clears throat> but I'm good. I've got lots of energy and I'm working like a dog. <laughs> I have no doubt. I feel like it's been, well, I mean, it's been a year since you and I really sat down and talked. Um, we talked about um, the role of LEMs last year and we, we talked mm -hmm. about that, but I wanted to talk with you today about All Saints and All Souls Day. So this is going to be Ministry Monday's episode for All Saints and All Souls. And I wanted to talk about holiness, you know, I, okay. I holiness, you know, so starting with that, I mean, you know, I, Many of us, uh, I'll just speak for myself. I mean, I, 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 growing up as a kid, I always had one of those like hardback books that had like the saints in it. There was always like, you know, nice illustrations for children. And to me, saints and holiness seemed so unattainable. You know, it was like this group of people that just somehow, you know, exceeded the, or, you know, superseded the, the challenges of daily life and were these incredible examples of faith. I'd love for us to talk today about how do we, first off, how do we identify holiness in one another? And then how can we ex like acknowledge the fact that we also are holy? Okay. I think those are, those are two really good questions. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, uh, I think I agree with you when I was younger, which is a little longer than you. Um, <laughs> And especially because I'm a pre-Vatican II baby, because mm -hmm. um, so holiness, yeah, those little hardcover, little um, gold-leafed uh, first communion prayer books that we would get would show pictures of of, of saints and then and Jesus, you know, on the cross with all kinds of blood and stuff on him, and and you know we were called to be uh, called to holiness. So I think from this has been a quest for me personally. I'm so glad you asked me about to do this because it's a quest. Where does that come from? And I am now convinced more than ever, it's being faithful to the baptismal promises that either we made or were made for us. And then we, we at some point uh, acknowledged and said we would do. So, you know, for the first part of, of baptism, you know, it's, it's that it's a journey of holiness. It's a call to holiness. So, the way that that would get lived out would be how do I use the gifts that God has given me? How do I use the gift that God, the life that God has given me? And how do I grow in my understanding of who God is in the process and who I am as, an, as a son or daughter of God? 
you know, the, you know, when the, when the, um, the priest or deacon uh, pours water over us and anoints us, you know, he says that we are priest, prophet, and king or queen. And so with that, it's like, okay, so here we've got all the, all the resources that we need in order to live this life of holiness. So now it's my responsibility at some point to take ownership for that and then to move forward with it, with the grace of God. And of course, the Holy Spirit. I mean, we don't, it's not, I don't want to make it sound like, well, you have, you do this. I mean, we, we are, um, we are agents and we certainly have free will, but God is the one who initiates this whole process, even, even our baptism. Um, so I think that's that call the holiness so then we look at these saints and say so how did they do that what what is it you know there was like these you know the instant saints where they actually were martyred and so and we still have we still have martyrs we have still people being martyred to this day who um on, on many of different levels where they choose not to give up their faith or they choose to um proclaim their faith by giving up their lives and so basically a martyr is a witness that's what the word martyr means to be a witness and so really the whole the whole uh saint journey or a whole saint calendar that we have started with those people who were witnesses who were martyrs um who would would not give up their faith who would not relinquish their faith who would not uh dilute it or anything else and so we look to them and people were really astounded that people would like uh, get their heads chopped off because they believed that Jesus was the son of God and they were willing to die or getting eaten up by lions or whatever. You know, we have those stories in that little book that you're talking about. So, yeah. So sainthood is being faithful to who God has called me to be as a son and daughter of God. That's what I think a martyr is. That's what a saint is, is someone who has been faithful to the call that God has given them throughout their life. And, um, you know, people like St. Augustine who lived a life of, you know, kind of debauchery, let's just call it that for so many right. years. And then he, he like, decided instantaneously you know through a conversion experience to be a faithful person of God and then from that point on that that's who he was so he became I think a saint is also very single-minded and single-hearted their whole being is for God look at Teresa of Calcutta you know if you would put like Teresa of Calcutta and Janice Joplin together both of them are people who were very spirited and full of of energy and passion but unfortunately, Janice Joplin's passions kind of took her away from the true self that she was, where the passion that Teresa of Calcutta had was, was leading her toward her true self. And, and she journeyed with that, even to the point, you know, in her, in, when, you hear, when you read about her, that she lived like this perpetual dark night of the soul. Once she said yes to God, there was like decades where she didn't feel God's presence. So in a way, that was almost like, I would say, that was almost like a martyrdom because she was willing to witness her faithfulness even when she didn't sense or feel God was present. Mm -hmm. So I think another aspect of being a saint is not the emotion, it's the faithfulness. Um, I think sometimes we, I will speak for myself, I can't speak for anyone else, I weaken because I don't feel. So if I don't feel that God is present, then somehow it's like, well, I'm, 
I'm just going to like, you know, eat a pound of chocolate. Who cares? Um, (laughs) You know, so, so I think that's, that's sort of really, you know, that whole thing about sainthood is that, that faithful pointed journey to who God has called us to. So then as we pivot then, and you've mentioned this, you know, of course, our baptismal calling, um, I'm just going to shoot you straight here. I mean, what, what if, what if someone's listening and they're not sure what their baptismal calling is? How do they, you know, listen to that calling from God a little bit closer? I think that's a good question. And I, and my response to that would be find a spiritual director who can help listen to what you say, you know, and say, you know, I have one. And so that's a, that's very important because it's, I'll say, well, what do you think about this? Or I'm feeling this when I pray, I hear this, or, you know, I'm experiencing all these things. What, what do you think God is saying? I think God is saying this. What, how does that sound? You know, and of course you're, you, that's bounced off of who I am, who that person knows me to be, who I know myself to be, how that fits into the tradition and scriptures and all those kind of things in terms of knowing, okay, this is my calling. Um, you take an example again. I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for others. But I I was a music minister full time for forty seven years, and it just like I, it, I'm, I was done. I just knew that I had done that portion. The problem was okay. If I sense that, then what do I do next? Do I retire? Do I go into another ministry? What do I do? And I was really pondering that so i i started talking that through with my spiritual director and came up with three options continue to stay in the ministry i was involved in go in another direction or become a full-time pastoral minister and so the short story is that the um the pastoral ministry aspect is what really kind of stood out and and the doors open for that opportunity to happen so for me to move out of that realm now not to say that i'll still play the piano and i'll still sing or whatever or compose um, it just means that my focus my primary ministry is this so that's where i'm kind of single-hearted and minded right now hoping that you know i'm staying within that realm but there's going to be a time soon where i'm going to have to look at that again because i'm getting older you know, how, how can, how much can I keep the pace up that I'm going and what would be the next step that God is going to call me to. So that's the whole thing about calling discernment and then obedience to, and I think that's also part of an ingredient of, of holiness and what the saints do, watch what they did. You know, today we celebrate uh, the feast of St. Teresa of Avila. She was a, a great reformer of the, of the community she belonged to. And, if she wouldn't have listened to God, they would, you know, the community would not have been reformed. But she heard God saying, you need to do this. And she moved on it. And so the community was able to, to kind of write itself anew again by the, by the renewal of the charism of, of the community. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it does. It definitely does. I really appreciate you mentioning, though, that sometimes our calling and what we're supposed to be doing to follow God's will can shift over time. And a part of what we thought was maybe our forever calling is maybe changing. I mean, a really good example is what you just said, um, you know, maybe music ministers or full time and then they shifted or, um, oh, here's another one. Maybe women listening to this podcast have a shift to motherhood. 
and find mm-hmm. a very large shift where they thought they would be full-time in ministry or whatever they were doing previously. And then their ministry changes to motherhood. Um, I, I so appreciate you pointing that out, that it's not, our calling with Christ is not one pegged item, or it doesn't have to be one pegged item or vocation or work for our entire life. Right. And I think also too, I think our prayer time is a dialogue with God. And, and um, oftentimes um, I come in with my, uh, with my shopping list, if you will, with prayer. I need to pray for this, or I need to pray for this person, or da da right. da da da. Yeah. But part of the, is, it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. So then we also have to take time to listen, to give ourselves that space to hear what God is saying to us. And I think that in, that's important to help us discern where God is calling us. And if God is calling us to shift and move, and then the choice that we have to then to obey, obey that process. And sometimes we don't have control over those situations. You know, let's say, for instance, if we're working as music ministers and all of a sudden the budget in the parish collapses, you know, and I think many of us may have experienced that through the COVID pandemic. So what happens then? Do I fight? Do I, you know, kind of clench my fists and teeth and say, I'm holding on to this, even though it's obvious this isn't going to continue? Or do I open my hands and my heart and say, okay, God, what are you saying to me? Where do you want me to go? You know, and I think, again, I kind of want to revert back to spiritual direction, because many of the saints that we that we honor, you know, the martyrs certainly didn't have that, but I'm thinking of more modern day saints had spiritual directors, had a mentor, a spiritual guide to walk with them, to help them see where the Lord was taking them. And, and I think that's, that's important. And I, and I, I really value that, uh, that time because, um, and I'm kind of a little selfish with it too. It's like, I really wanted to squeeze as much out of that time I have because there's a lot going on. And so, so again, if we were going back to all saints, this is what we celebrate. We celebrate authentic spiritual journeys of individuals who were willing and are willing to witness the faith. That's great. I will tell you, I personally have never had such a beautiful and simple way of describing all saints days, just authentic spiritual journeys. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um now here's a question for you, Brother Lewis. Um, speaking of saints, um, is there a saint that you particularly look up to and pray for the intercession of, or get or are inspired by their story? Um, yeah, there's two. One is obviously Francis of Assisi because Francis is who I'm uh, I'm trying to follow in terms of the spirituality and, and charism. So yeah, I look to him all the time, and um, and so his his uh, love of of creation, his love of um, obedience, and obedience, not blind obedience, but that whole idea of being open to God and listening to God and letting God speak um, is very important. And, and the, he, he embraced the gospel. I mean, the gospel was everything to him. And so Jesus was everything to him. And so those are the things that I look at and say, boy, do I, can I say that? Can I mirror that? You know, you know, um, the other saint is Saint Joan of Arc, and um, I, I know people would think that's kind of a bizarre saint for me to be with. But the thing about Joan is Joan was she knew who she was. She knew what God was saying to her. She heard the voices. She knew that God had a plan for her. 
And she did not waver from that. She did it. Um, and she was faithful to that. And so I love that aspect because um, sometimes in, in ministry, you have to be rough and tough in a pastoral way, but you still have to make decisions. You have to move and you have to, if you know that you know, then you know, then you know and you have to move it. I mean, look what she was able to do. I mean, they were impossible situations that she walked through. You'll, like, you'll never, Joan of Arc, uh, lead the army of France. You'll never do that, but she did. <laughs> they, they were, you know, these, these ultimatums that were given to her, it, she sliced right through them. And um, unfortunately, toward the end of her life and her, her ministry, she got bad advice. And so that was where some of the, some of the failures in her, her experience in, in happened. But, but she was strong in her faith and she believed and moved forward. And I like that. So I do go to her a lot because of that. And if you ever read the, uh, the trials of what she had to go through, I mean, I read, I've read all of them and just fascinated by her faith and her, her um, strong will that she had because she believed that God was calling her to be that person. Now, we've talked about two saints who, of course, led the example through, like you said, bold faith. And, and you know, that self-assurance, knowing that they're following God's calling. Um, my other question to follow up is, are there any people in your life today, persons or people that emulate a holiness that you also seek to have yourself and imitate? Yeah, my spiritual director, I have Murray Bodo, um, Father Murray Bodo is my spiritual director. And I think, uh, again, he's a very trans, he's a Franciscan, and he's very, very human. And I mean that in a good way. He's, he's holistic. So it's not like um, the spiritual life is like this detached head and then the body kind of domestic <laughs> approach. It's very, it's very incarnational, which is what Franciscan theology and, and spirituality is about. So I'm looking, I mean, we talk about how does God moving in people, places, and events? How does God move in that? What is that, you know, and I see him in, in the many books that he's written, his poetry, um, you know, you get this sense that this is a man who's wrestled with a lot of in, interior things, um, has come out, um, you know, with, with a strength and a surety and a peace, a deep, deep peace of knowing who he is in the presence of God. And so I'm, I, I, I look forward to talking with him about these spiritual things because that's kind of how I get righted. You know, my rhetoric gets kind of off base, but you know, it's like, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm, I'm not looking at this from an incarnational way. I'm looking at this as a canter way. You know, it's gotta be done. This has to be this, this has to be that. And, and where's God in all that? And that's what he does. He'll stop and say, well, so where's God in all of that? Or is that a lot of Lewis? And just like a little piece of God, you know, where, where's the balance? Where's the holistic approach to that? See, so I really admire him. I, and um, the other, the other person I admire very much is Father Tim LeBeau, who's my pastor. And again, it might, he's not Franciscan, but he's, he's very authentic. And I think he's a very balanced person. And, um, and I, I admire his energy, admire his vision, because what we're doing in our little cluster or collaborative or whatever you want to call it is um, something that's new. So we're kind of pioneering this process here in, in our diocese. And he's got a vision and he's, he's sticking with it. I mean, he's obviously 
obedient to the bishop and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're sort of like doing what we need to do. And uh, he's given me uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to, to explore ministry in, in different ways. So I admire that. One of the things too, I'd love to just touch base before we wrap up is the fact that spiritual direction is something that I would love for us as pastoral musicians to take on as more of a personal priority. Um, because we, I once had someone describe to me that one of the beautiful things about pastoral music is that God flows through us in our music and provides the presence of God to others, even when we may not feel like it or feel it. Um, mm -hmm. We could be tired. We could be distracted. I just used this example a couple of weeks ago where, you know, we're, we're trying to focus on the liturgy and, you know, you're watching, you know, why did the altar server just run off the altar? Is he okay? Did, you know, is he getting sick? Oh, wait a minute. The priest mic is still on and he's coughing into the mic or, oh, why is the second reader coming forward early? You know, like we have so many things that I think we get distracted in. Um, and yet we are providing such a, a presence, but I would love it if as pastoral musicians, we found more of a priority that we acknowledge that through a spiritual director and spiritual guidance because um i think sometimes when spirituality is at the core of what we do so much that i'm not sure that we take enough time to reflect upon it ourselves yeah i, I agree with you and i think i mean I, I have done that myself when i've been so busy i don't have time there have been yes. stretches in my career where i have just said oh i, I can't do that I, I i don't need it but the thing is is like when but then there's symptoms that kind of come up, you know, that sense of burnout um, or of dryness or uh, disclarity, dis cloudiness um, or purpose, even a cloudiness of purpose. And, and spiritual direction helps you kind of see where all these different pieces of our life, my life, again, speaking for myself, you know, it's pieces of my life fit together and it, and it doesn't, doesn't make sense. I mean, is it insane to work 80 hours a week as a pastoral musician? Absolutely. Where's the balance? And the spiritual director will say, so what's your day on? Right. When, right. Are you praying? I mean, are you taking adequate time to pray? And that, not the shopping list prayer, but just to be in the presence of God. And I, I know as a music minister, I need that. I need to pray. I need to, as a pastoral minister, but, is it, it, but we need to pray. We can't be where we can't minister where we're not. So we have, I, we, I, I'm, and I agree with you, if, if I want to be a, a saint in the sense of whole person in, in the presence of God and be faithful to the call that God has given me, I need to pray and I need to have someone to kind of walk with me and say, hey, you're doing great with this. You might want to look at that or, you know, those kind of things. And, it, and it's important, actually, and, and especially for those of us in pastoral ministry, music ministry, you know we're doing spiritual things. So we should have someone to walk with us with that. I totally exactly. agree. And, mm -hmm. and ask uh, Teresa Avila or any of the saints, you know, that, uh, you know, that we honor and, and think about that. That's important. Because mm -hmm. what voices are we listening to? Are we listening to God's voice? Are we listening to my voice? Or are we listening to, to the devil? Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to say that because, you know, when we, you know what what are we hearing 
What are we listening to? And the spiritual director help, will help us read through some of that. Well, I'll tell you right now, Brother Lewis, I don't have a spiritual director, but after this conversation, I'm sure going to be looking one up in my region. So I appreciate that. I appreciate your insistence. Cause like you said, I mean, I, I think it's so important, especially for those who are ministering. It's kind of like, this might be a poor analogy, but it might be, it, it's like when you go on a plane and they always say, if the oxygen mask drops, you need to put your mask on before helping others. Like, I mean, how often do we pray? I mean, as pastor musicians, how often do we prioritize our spiritual health and our spiritual development um, before we help others develop their spirituality through our music. I mean, maybe, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you do, and you have a great rock solid self-care in terms of spirituality. Good for you. I do not. I will openly admit that it's something that I need to work on. And, and, and you're right. I think that's a great analogy. You put the mask on before you put it on to the next person. So do you have your spiritual mask on so right. that you can share the spiritual, share that spirituality with those people that you are, are ministering to through your music uh, and, and the people that you're ministering with, the, the choir, you know, um, the instrumentalists, uh, those kinds of, I mean, I think that's a, that's a beautiful analogy and I'm going to use that if that's all right with you. I love it. I, love it. I think that's great. Please, please do. I'd be glad if you did. Be happy if you did. Well, thank you so much for your time and your reflections with us today. I'm so grateful for your time today to sit on this All Saints Day, because that's when this will be released, and just truly think about how am I doing with my authentic spiritual journey? I think that's such a great focus. So thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. For all the saints who from their labors rest, who you by faith before the world confessed, your name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. Thanks so much to Brother Lewis for his time today. For more information about this episode, including the video version of this podcast, check out the show notes of this episode at ministrymonday.org. The recording of For All the Saints was produced by Oregon Catholic Press. And today's theme music was produced by Aaron Schaus. This episode of Ministry Monday was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's it for today. With the Spirit's gifts, empowering us for the work of ministry, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Monday. Oceans farthest coast, through gates of realm, streams in the countless home.